On episode 406 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Mario Kart Tour is here. Nintendo's stock price takes a dip, and can you get your Switch Lite on the TV? Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. This is Craig standing just outside your peripheral, and you're listening to Switchcraft with Bill. Craft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. If you want to tune in live with the rest of the awesome people that are here, then join us over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Ben T. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. You can also leave a voicemail for the show like you heard at the beginning by going to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I might even play it on the show. Before we get started, we've got a giveaway that's happening on Saturday. Just want to remind everybody, if you want more information about that giveaway, go to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway. We're giving away some eShop gift cards uh, every Saturday in the month of September. All right. I want to talk about Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart Tour came out today, and I played it a little bit, and I came to the conclusion that this game is not for me, and I want to discuss the reasons why this game is not for me, of which there are many. Uh, first off, I don't I don't like not having buttons. Uh, buttons for video games are very important to me, so playing a game when you have no button is not something that I'm interested in. And nine times out of 10, I'm going to say, oh, looks cool. And then I will play it and I will be bored with it quite quickly or frustrated with it. Let's talk about how the game controls. Uh, There's a couple different options that you have. You can either tilt to, you know, I'm I'm playing with uh, motion controls. You, You remember that button? Yeah, see button. You remember that uh, thing that you could say in Mario Kart Wii and Mario Kart Wii U and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? Like you could say, or Mario Kart 8, sorry, not Wii U. uh, You could say, I'm playing with motion controls. And, you know, sometimes if that's the way you want to play it, that's fine. That's fine. It was never for me, though. I never enjoyed playing with motion controls. And playing this game with motion controls is not fun, even a little, for me. If it's fun for you, then that's okay. Uh, feel free to tell me the, all the reasons why I'm wrong. You can do so by getting a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. You can email me, RunJumpStomp at gmail.com. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below about why I'm wrong. But since you're watching on YouTube, click that thumbs up button uh, to like the video. And then subscribe and click the bell so you get notifications. Um, I, I hate playing games like this. Uh, with with tilt controls. It's just not fun for me. Uh, then you also have the ability to slide. You can do a power slide. I mean, Mario Kart games have been all about that power slide for a really long time now. You start to drift around corners, and then when you release, you get a huge speed boost, and uh, it really adds a lot more skill to playing. 
And in order to slide around the corners, in order to uh, drift, you are going to uh, touch the screen and kind of move your thumb back and forth. And at first it seems pretty good, but then if you want to correct that, you have to take your thumb back off of the screen. And that is very, like my brain has trouble wrapping wrapping i'm having trouble wrapping my brain around that concept of in order to turn i have to take my thumb off the screen for a moment and that means i kept running into the walls and stuff and sure it's probably something that i could get used to over time but for me i'm not really interested in getting used to it over time i already have a wonderful and portable version of mario kart And I have no interest in playing what amounts to be a lesser version when I could just play the real deal, the best Mario Kart ever made, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, when I could play that on my Switch. I already have a portable version. Having this version does not appeal to me. Does that mean that it shouldn't be made? No. Um, I think that there's things about it that I really don't like and am not interested in. Uh, and, but it's Nintendo, so I, I should still report about it. I should still talk about it and, and my, my, my reasonings on that. But I'm sure that this game is going to make buckets of money for Nintendo, uh, which is too bad because it goes... Uh, it, it's gamers basically voting with their dollar <laughs> against their own interests, which is really, uh, I don't know, becomes kind of a theme these days. Uh, people, like, you, if you are spending money on this game, you are basically telling Nintendo, keep treating me like a living wallet because that's the monetization uh, model of this game is awful. It's real bad. It is incredibly predatory and whoever is in charge of Nintendo's mobile stuff, I am not a fan of that person. Uh, I don't think that they're making good decisions for the... Well, okay. I don't think they're making good decisions for gamers. And for me, Nintendo has always been about trying, maybe not always succeeding, but they've always been about trying to make good decisions for gamers to give us things that are awesome And that's something about Nintendo that I've always appreciated. They've always kind of had our best interests at heart. Even when we disagree with them, uh, they they always seem to have our best interests at heart. And it feels to me like this absolutely does not have our best interests at heart. Now, I know, I know Nintendo is a company. They do not actually have our best interests at heart. They have the bottom line at heart. But it never felt like they had the bottom line at heart in the past. And with as more and more, <clears throat> excuse me, as more and more of these of these kind of games come out and succeed, I fear that it drives Nintendo to make more and more stuff like this, especially because Nintendo is a publicly traded company. And as a publicly traded company, they have a legal obligation to stockholders to maximize profit. And if they are not maximizing profit, they can be sued by their stockholders. At least that's the case here in the States. I don't know how, how, if that works exactly the same way in Japan. 
Uh, but here in the States, if you are not maximizing profits for your stockholders, your stockholders can sue you. And I think that I think that Nintendo is uh, making decisions for the wrong reasons. And at the end of the day, it is going to be worse for the video game industry as a whole because of it. So I've, I've kind of prefaced this and talked a lot about the, 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 the monetization model that they've gone with for this. Um, let me explain exactly what it is. It is filled with gotcha mechanics. Uh, gotcha mechanics are named after gotchapon, which are those um, little uh, um, machines you put a, a, a coin into, you twist the thing, and out pops a random toy. And gotcha mechanics are how Fire Emblem uh, Heroes monetizes, and they make a ridiculous amount of money <laughs> on that game. Now, to be fair, Nintendo, I don't think that this is completely Nintendo's fault. And I've talked about this at length in the past, so I'm not going to go too far into this, but this is our fault. Us, the video game players who have uh, tried the games that Nintendo has brought us and complained for no good reason when Nintendo tried to do things the right way, i.e. Super Mario Run. Super Mario Run was a game that came out for iOS and Android. And when it came out, uh, Nintendo, specifically Shigeru Miyamoto, got up on stage at Apple and they said, you pay once, you get the whole game. And it was $10. And against their own interests, people decided to review bomb uh, Super Mario Run because they didn't like that the game costs $10. And because of that, it didn't make as much money as it should have. It made way lower than it was projected to. And that taught Nintendo a lesson, a very valuable lesson. And that lesson is you can't do that on a mobile platform because those gamers won't they don't want to pay for anything. They want they would rather be nickel and dimed to death than pay an upfront cost and own the whole game. And Nintendo has clearly learned that lesson because now everything is nickel and dime me to death. And I know that there's going to be people this is just my feelings on it. You can disagree with me if you want. There's going to be people out there who say Listen, Bill, I play Fire Emblem Heroes all the time and I never spend money on it. Okay, that's fine. I I still don't like the monetization model. You can be okay with the monetization model and I can be not okay with the monetization model and we can both exist. But, you know, this is my show, so I'm going to say my opinion. Um, my opinion is that this monetization model is bad, especially when you're talking about a multiplayer game. And somebody might say, Bill, this is not a multiplayer game yet, but it's on its way. The multiplayer is on its way. The multiplayer for uh, Mario Kart Tour is coming down the road. And unless Nintendo makes it so that when you play online, everybody has equal stats, then it is pay to win. Because you can pay in order to get the character that you want. You know, you you keep throwing money at this loot box system. 
and and we'll talk about the loot boxes in just a second. You keep throwing money at that loot box system in order to get the character that you want, and now you are more powerful than somebody who has not thrown money at the problem. You're going to do better through no skill. Not that you're not unskilled, but that's not the reason that you're going to do better. You're going to do better because the character that you have or the cart that you have or the accessory that you have makes it easier for you to win. Now, we don't know if Nintendo is going to do this, but I think that they will. I think that they will make it so that... I I, I don't think Nintendo is going to make it so that everything is balanced when you play online, when you play multiplayer. And because I don't think that's going to happen... I think that this monetization model is bad. This is a game that is not for me. Now, just in case you were wondering about the monetization model, it doesn't end there. You want 200 CC? You got to pay $5 a month for the gold pass. $5 a month. That is more than we pay for Nintendo Switch Online. Are Are you hearing that? $5 $5 a month is more than we pay for Nintendo Switch Online. And if you want 200cc in Mario Kart Tour, you got to pay $5 a month. And then on top of that, you got to pay for, I mean, sure, you can earn coins by playing, right? And then you can use those coins to buy your characters. But here is the appearance rate. This comes to us from Nintendo Everything. This is the gotcha rates. They've been revealed. And, uh, if you want a normal character, which includes Koopa Troopa, Dry Bones, Baby Daisy, Baby Mario, Baby Peach, Shy Guy, Birthday Girl, Cart, uh, the Bullet Blaster Cart, the Mushmallow Cart, a bunch of other carts and some gliders, uh, they have a 5% appearance rate. So that means one, uh, 5 out of 100 times you'll get one of those things. If you want Super This has a 1% appearance rate. That's Donkey Kong, Toad, Bowser, Mario, Peach, Yoshi, Daisy, Diddy Kong, Toadette, a bunch of carts, and gliders. These are more powerful than the other ones, and they have a 1% appearance rate. So that means you roll the dice one time out of 100, you're likely to get one of these. And then they have the high end. You thought that the super was the the highest. No, no, no. The high-end rates are 0.3% appearance rate. So if you want Dry Bowser, Metal Mario, Peachette, Musician Mario, or the carts and gliders that that qualify as high-end, that's going to be a 0.3% appearance rate. And then they have the high-end spotlight, uh, which is 1% appearance rate. That's Pauline, Yellow Taxi, and the Fair Flyer. This... This is ridiculous. Uh, this is the most predatory business model that I've that I've, I and I'm sure that there's worse. But this is the most predatory business model I've ever seen Nintendo go for on uh, on one of their games, and I think it is a huge mistake. And after playing it just a little bit, I was like, the controls aren't good. It's not very fun, and the monetization model is less than optimal. I'm out, and I uninstalled it this morning pretty damn quickly. Some might say, Bill, you didn't really give it much of a chance. You're right, I didn't, and I'm okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, then that's okay. I I don't mind. You can disagree with me if you want, and I look forward to hearing all of the reasons why I'm wrong. Or, hey, if you agree, then let me know. 
Uh, I just think that Nintendo is making a big mistake here. But that that's just me. Uh, speaking of Mario Kart, uh, this comes to us from Nintendo Everything as well. Uh, the, the Nintendo is selling a Mario Kart racing wheel. Uh, or Well, not Nintendo selling it. It's uh, officially licensed. Uh, and uh, you can get it. It's from Hori. Excuse me. Uh, and it works with, uh, it's, it's, uh, not wireless. So you're going to have to use a cord, but it works with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and it looks pretty cool. I'm not going to play with this. I prefer to play with a traditional controller myself. That's how I like to play my games with a traditional controller. And, uh, I'm not really interested in this thing, but it looks cool and it looks well made. And I think Hori tends to make pretty good stuff. Uh, so so if you are somebody who really wants a racing wheel for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, well, good news, you're about to get one. And I, if you want to know more, there's links in the show notes. Go to runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 406. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Switch Lite sales, uh, EA games on the Switch, and can you hook a Switch up to your a Switch Lite up to your TV? Stick around. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, let's talk about the Switch Lite sales and what it's done to Nintendo's stock price, uh, which is kind of crazy. This comes to us via Nintendo Life. Apparently, apparently, investors are not happy with how the Switch Lite has uh, sold. So, Listen, after listening to that last story, I bet you that there's a bunch of people who are like, this guy hates Nintendo. All right, now you're going to hear me defend Nintendo, and everybody else is going to be like, this guy is a Nintendo mouthpiece. So, uh, you know what? That's fine. At me. At me if you want. Uh, Nintendo Life posted uh, that uh, Nintendo share price takes a hit following Japanese uh, Switch Lite launch. Uh, Nintendo, uh, sold, uh, it looks like 177,936 Switch Lite consoles in the first three days in Japan. Sounds pretty great, right? Uh, however, this is, this falls short of what was forecasted, not by Nintendo, but by some third party, uh, analysis firm called City. This uh, city, the city forecast uh, said that Nintendo would sell 300,000 units. Where did they get this number from? I have no idea. They probably, they pulled one out of their ear, or maybe they did some complex complex math 
and they said it's going to sell 300,000 units in Japan in the first three days. And instead, it sold 177. And of course, the stock market reacts to things like this. But they shouldn't because, and listen, I don't do the stock market. So I'm, I'm talking out of my ear here. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to the stock market. But if I were uh, a, a shareholder, which I'm not, uh, I would not suddenly start selling my stock because Nintendo uh, Switch Lite sales didn't hit some arbitrary number that a third party made up. That doesn't make any sense to me. And of course, there's going to be a million articles out there who are talking about how Nintendo is failing to meet in to uh, to meet expectations. But whose expectations are they not meeting? Apparently, this analysis firm called City. It's not like Nintendo said we're going to sell three hundred thousand uh, Switch Lite units in Japan on day one, two, and three. This is some other company said that, and then when they didn't. The people who uh, bought stock said, oh, my gosh, I got got to get rid of stock. So, listen, the house is not burning down. Nintendo's doing fine. And the Switch Lite, while it may not have sold enough to keep the people who are not really following the video game industry, uh, they instead just follow, like, the financial industry. Those people are going to be like, oh, this is awful. But for us... You gotta. You play the long game. You don't play the short game when it comes to being a gamer. You play the long game. And I'm sure that by holiday's end, there will be plenty, plenty of Nintendo Switch-like consoles that will have sold over time. Because that thing is, first off, the Switch on its own is printing money. Is just selling, just off, off skyrocketing. In fact... Uh, I just saw a story today of an indie developer, and I can't remember the name of the the game that they made. It was a big game, uh, and they said that oh, it, um, it was the one with all the uh, Boomstick Gaming did a review, and then uh, that guy uh, on that worked for IGN stole his review. What game? Dead Cells. I remember now. It's Dead Cells. Um. Dead Cells said, if I remember incorrectly, because I didn't write it down, uh, they said that the Nintendo Switch sales for that game are way higher than everything else. That's because there's a lot of Switch consoles out there, and it's a game that's going to run great on the Switch, and a lot of people are really happy with that game on the Switch, and a lot of people who own Switches are buying a lot of damn games. Uh, So the, the investors who are doing this whole doom and gloom thing, it's fine. Nintendo's fine. So if you see a bunch of stories out there that's like, Nintendo is in trouble now. They're not. They're fine. And the Switch is doing great too. And it's going to continue to do great because the Switch Lite is $100 cheaper than the Switch. And people are going to buy multiples of them for their household. In fact, I already have one here in the house for my wife. So... We don't have anything to worry about. We play the long game around here, not the short game. Uh, let's see. What else do we want to talk about? We want to talk about this. This is interesting to me. Uh, EA, uh, which recently is doing a cloud gaming service. Uh, they're like testing one out. 
by the way, let me say before we go any further, if you have not yet checked out my uh, uh, one of my other podcasts, it's called StadiaCast. It's all about Google Stadia, which is a cloud gaming platform from Google. If you want to check out that podcast, please do me a favor and go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows and subscribe to it in whatever podcast that you like. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash StadiaCast. Or if you want to watch the YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash StadiaCast. And just subscribe to all those things and make sure you check out those videos. Uh, They're kind of blowing up and, and the show's doing really, really well. And it would be amazing and super helpful to me if you all, if everybody listening to this right now would just download the show onto your iPad, whether you listen to it or not, just download it because that means that more people are going to find out about it. The more people that download it, the more people find out about it. So even if you're not interested in Google Stadia, if you're like, I like Bill and I want to help him out, that would help out. Uh, But speaking of cloud gaming, EA excuse me, is doing this thing called uh, Project Atlas. And it's kind of sort of a little bit a competitor to Google Stadia. Uh, I personally don't think it's a real competitor to Google Stadia. And if you want to know why, check out StadiaCast. Uh, But it's not really a competitor in my opinion. And um, EA had this, um, this survey that they posted And they said, which of the following platforms do you most want to play via the cloud? Uh, Please select up to two statements. And they said, Mac, smart TV, cable set-top box like Comcast or Verizon, smartphones, tablets, uh, over-the-top streaming device like a Roku or Apple TV. I don't know why they called it over-the-top. It's called a set-top box, you weirdos. Uh, And then Nintendo Switch was a choice there. And the thing that all of these things have in common is these are all platforms that EA really doesn't want to put the work in to uh, port their games to because they're less powerful. They can't do what the other consoles can do. And so it's it's a big investment. Look, I'm the first one to crap on something that, that EA will do. I will say, oh, EA, you guys suck. And they kind of do. I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of Electronic Arts, even a little outside of battle battle star wars battlefront 2 which i adore and what's the other one that i like the the battle royale game um oh my god i can't remember Uh, apex legends i remembered it now um so apex legends like those two games i think are great and ea kind of stayed out of their way although ea almost screwed up star wars battlefront 2 that's a story for some other time and probably some other podcast Um, but anyway, EA, I'm not a fan of, and gosh, where the hell was I going with this? I lost my, I lost my thoughts. I don't know where I was going with this. Anyway, let me talk about these devices. These are devices that EA doesn't want to port stuff to. Oh yeah. Now I remember EA doesn't want to port to this stuff because they're less powerful systems and it's really hard for them to port to. And I understand that, especially because EA kind of wants to go with the frostbite engine which makes porting very difficult it requires a lot of overhead in order to use that frostbite engine and sure the frostbite engine does make really really pretty looking games without a doubt but it's also hard to port stuff to less powerful hardware because of that however if they make a streaming platform then they could easily port their games to say the nintendo switch without having to worry about all the work. In fact, 
they would be able to stream their games to the Mac, the smart TV, the set-top boxes, the phones, the tablets, the Rokus, the Apple TVs, and the Switch, all by only doing one port and making a, a, a thin client that would run on all of these other things. And I do think that that makes a lot of sense for EA specifically. Am I personally interested in most of EA's games? Probably not. But if Star Wars Battlefront 2 comes out to the Nintendo Switch and I can play it through this cloud gaming thing, and I might try it out. You never know. It's a great game. It really is. Uh, but I, you know, I'm interested in what you all think. Uh, are you interested in EA's uh, cloud cloud Project Atlas uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch? Is that something that you care about? Let me know. All right. Uh, let's finish up with one last story. And that is, can you get your Switch Lite on the TV? No, you can't. There's there's your short answer, all right? Spawn Wave did a full-on... Ter- this guy is just nuts. If you don't subscribe to Spawn Wave, you should. He, he makes really good content. Uh, but he's nuts. Like, he will buy something and then just rip it apart so you can see all the inside guts. And he knows his stuff. He Like, he knows about electronics and things like that. Like, all that stuff is beyond me. Uh, but he rips everything apart and then shows you all the inside, the guts of what's in there. And sure enough, he did so with the Switch Lite. And the Switch Lite is missing a key component. And it is some silicon that allows the Switch to output, to to take its video signal and output it over USB-C. And the Switch Lite doesn't have that. The the regular Switch does. The Switch Lite doesn't have that, that component. And so therefore... No matter what you do, you're not going to be seeing your Switch Lite on your TV unless you have like one of those old beefy TVs and then you can go set your Switch on top. But I don't think that's what people are looking for. Uh, So uh, no, you can't. And uh, I'm sure that at some point somebody will take one of those uh, chips out of a uh, uh, an OG switch, like a regular switch. Maybe they'll order one on eBay. In fact, I'm predicting Spawn Wave's next video. Are you guys ready? Here we go. He's going to take an old switch from eBay or something that's broken. He's going to take that, that uh, uh, chip out and try and get it into that board somehow and see if he can get it working. I bet you he's going to try something like that. Or maybe he won't be able to get it working and he'll decide not to put the video out. But I bet you he's working on something like that because that seems like the kind of thing that he would do, which is really cool. That's something I could never do because I have no 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 technical know-how, uh, even a little. All right. If you want to become a part of the community, and you should, we've got a really cool community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's like 600 people over there. Make sure you join us. You can uh, also join the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp and and make sure that you get a hold of me through email, Twitter, or however you want to get a hold of me. Uh, it's, It's a lot of fun. Uh, the show, this show, is part of the Giant Size Team of Network. If you want more information on them, go to gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. This music that you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. You guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.